A reading from the Word of God, written in St. John chapter 3, reading from verse 16 through to verse 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the word of the Lord. So it's time for us to invite David up um, to preach, but it would be really great if we could pray for him together before he begins his talk. Do you mind if I pray? Lord God, thank you for the gift of this speaker with us this morning, and thank you for the words that he has to share. Would we have ears ready to hear and uh, mouths ready to share what we've learned this morning from all he has to share with us? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Is the mic on? I better make sure because young Samuel gave me strict orders. He's a great sound man. And he said, you know, in the modern day, they have these hairline mics. Then he looked at my hairline and said, no, we'll pass that one. <laughs> we'll <go> on. <laughs> so, thank you for inviting me here. I really appreciate it. And thank you for making me feel so welcome. And I just talking with Mark this morning, and I was at St. Paul's yesterday, uh, last Sunday, and... Uh, Mark explaining so many of the churches that you're all getting together. Jesus is smiling. So many times we hear in the Christian world of people splitting. Thank God for unity. Thank you, Mark, and your leadership and the brothers and sisters here for understanding in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is getting together. That's what it's all about. Otherwise, we've missed the point. Now, I said all that because I feel it in my heart, and also to give you a chance to hear my accent. Now, don't condemn me. Don't even try to ask, where's this fella come from? I was born in Congo, DRC. In those days, it was called the Belgian Congo. Then we went through a period of being known as Zaire, and now we're back to being known as Congo. That's where I was born. Not my fault. (laughs) One has to be born somewhere. So I blame mom and dad. Mom and dad went out to Congo back in 1950 as missionaries. They came from Belfast. So when I go back to Belfast, you would not be able to understand me if I spoke the way I speak in Belfast, believe me. My brother and I and my sister were born in Congo, literally lived since I was a baby until I was about 15 in a mud house, literally. I loved it. Into the forest every day. Loved it. And as you're running out with your friends into the forest and mom is shouting, don't go swimming in the rivers. And we're like, yeah, mom, yeah, whatever, whatever. We understood there were crocodiles in the rivers. We're not stupid. We understood there were snakes in the rivers, hippos in the rivers. We're not stupid. But mom went a step too far. She says there's wee things in the water you can't even see. And they will get into your skin 
and they will make you sick. And when she said that, I looked at her and said, yeah, right. As soon as you run out, and you could hear her voice, keep your clothes on. Are you kidding? This was the Garden of Eden, hot and humid. And there we were, all our friends, as soon as you get into the forest, off with the clothes, into the rivers, boom, life is just unbeatable. I did get the, the illnesses from those little things that bore in. You know, I did. But thank goodness, Mom was a nurse from the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast, and I'm still alive today. Speaking Kingwana, Kilendu, before I ever uttered a word in your language called English. Unity. Friendship. Running. Walking, talking, laughing, crying, all together in the village. You get hungry, you don't have to think about, oh, i got to go home and eat. Whatever mama was cooking, any mama in the village, any mama, you just come up to her little cooking pot outside her hut, say, mama, and she would say, okay, you can have something from my cooking pot. And you put your hand in, you take whatever she was cooking, and then as you're walking away, she'd say, and don't forget to fill the cooking pot. Go into the forest and bring me some animal meat. That was the way. You go home at nighttime, mom says, here's your dinner. Uh, mom, I've already eaten. <laughs> Unity. The way God intended it. When God made us, sorry, I'm not a theologian, Mark, but I read in the, God created us and said, it is good. Unfortunately, Abby and I were talking even this morning. He's from Nigeria. I'm from Congo. It is not good. We have destroyed so much of it. I remember when I was seven, my dad said, right, boy, it's time you went to school. And I said, yeah, dad, I know. We've been talking about it as friends. Because there's a little mission school on, on, the, on the mission station. And that's where all the Little Congolese kids went. I said, yeah, yeah, we're ready to go to that place. Yeah, we're ready. And he said, no, 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 you're not going to that school. You're going to a school three days' drive away. It's a boarding school, and it's for people like you. My dad's not a racist. He spent 40 years serving in the Congo. And when he said that, it hit me. I said, what do you mean, Dad? And I was seven. And I'm not, I'm not the most stupid boy on earth. People like me, it was the first inkling in my life that there's a difference. Looking back on it, I honestly 